welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams. Today is September 1st, 2022. I'm really happy that it's September. August was not my favorite, but things are getting better, and I'm ready to do a podcast on a subject that I will admit I just started reading about today, and there's so much information and videos and podcasts and books and you know people have been talking about this topic for a long time but that's how I that's how I uh that's how I roll I just come up with something and that's what I want to talk about so what is it well we're going to call this one don't trust the science because the science seems to base its uh its methods on make money now, deal with the consequences later. And who ends up paying the ultimate price uh, for this type of, of negligence? Well, we do. The consumer, the citizen, our children, our, even our planet. And I'm going to focus, focus on Monsanto. And if you're, you know, if you're, some people have heard of Monsanto and they may just think, oh, that's a weed killer or something, right? But some people know already just how evil and the long, long, over a hundred year history of, of um, products that Monsanto has produced and gotten rich off of that ended up eventually getting banned. So, like I said, they made their money and then later they had, you know, sometimes they had to pay some of that money back. But in the meantime, they they made enough money to where they could just pivot and make some other chemicals because basically what Monsanto is, is a chemical company and um, a science company. So, what they do is they use science to make chemicals and these chemicals are supposed to, you know, solve some problem in the world that you may not have even known you had. Like, did you know that you needed artificial sweeteners? You know, because you shouldn't eat sugar, right? Well, actually you should eat sugar instead of artificial sweeteners if you're gonna have something sweet. Because what do artificial sweeteners do? They actually make you crave more sweet things. And they make you crave carbs. And they can even have even worse effects on your brain. So, artificial sweeteners just happens to be one of the products that uh, Monsanto's was one of their first products that they sold. So let me give you a little bit of history about the company. It was founded by John Francis Queenie and the name Monsanto was related to his wife's name. And evidently he used his own money to start the company. I saw one place that said he had like $5,000. He started this company and um, some of the first products he sold were not the best things for your health. They were saccharin, which is an artificial sweetener that I'm pretty sure is no longer 
sold. And then vanillin, which is an artificial vanilla flavoring that some people are very sensitive to. And it's, you know, it's a cheap substitute for real vanilla. And that's what we see a lot with these companies is they want to create something that's a substitute for the natural version so they can sell it cheaper. Um, so like if you read the ingredients on your food products, your processed foods like cookies and stuff, you'll probably see vanillin in there because real vanilla is too expensive. It's not really, it shouldn't be expensive, but it is expensive. And then the, the other ingredient, the other uh, chemical that they sold was caffeine. So not the caffeine in coffee, but caffeine that you can add to things. You know, because we all know we need to be getting lots of caffeine in our diet, right? No, it's not bad. It's not good for you. And it can even lead to adrenal fatigue and stuff like that. But, you know, back in back when this was started, they were working people 16 hours a day in factories. They were probably giving them lots of this uh, Monsanto caffeine to keep them working. And on top of that, they started selling aspirin and in, in salicylic acid, which is the, the main ingredient in aspirin. So that was back in early 1900. And um, eventually, they did a whole lot of other bad things. But they recently were bought out by the Bayer Pharmaceutical Company, like Bayer Aspirin. And they were bought for $66 billion cash. And so they're no longer called Monsanto. Monsanto doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but their products still do. And the most evil product that they made was the herbicide, which means weed killer, called uh, Roundup. And I haven't had time to really research it, but I've, I've heard for years that Roundup was really bad for you. And Roundup is a is called glyphosate and it and it's uh, it's something that prevents plants from growing not just weeds but all kinds of plants and that's kind of what got me on this uh, this train of thought is yesterday I was thinking about green grass or maybe it was two days ago but I was thinking about the grass and you know I'm a curious type I was like why, why does rain make the grass green? I wanted to know a little bit more other than the fact that rain makes grass green. I wanted to know why. So I, I did a little clicking around on my computer and I found out that it had to do with nitrogen. But, but what is it to do with nitrogen? Well, it has to do with actually not so much the nitrogen, but the microorganisms in the soil and how they react with the, the nitrogen and all that. So that made me start thinking, wow, you know, it's really, you know, what's keeping us alive is these microorganisms in the soil. Without them, we don't have food. We don't get plants growing. We don't get crops. We need, that's why good soil is good soil because it has 
the right amount of microorganisms and minerals and all that in the soil that makes your crop and your food that you eat from that crop and then you put it into your body and your body uses those those um, chemicals that came out of that soil and all that stuff to make your cells work the way God made our cells to work. So just imagine if you are spraying Roundup all over your crops and killing the microorganisms in the soil or at least some of them because they claim that this doesn't happen even though some scientists say that it does happen. Um, if, they, if they're killing even some of the microorganisms they are disrupting the balance, the natural balance in the soil so that even though you know you may have food growing it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be as healthy as it would be if those chemicals had not altered the soil. So I think, you know, if we if we look around, we can see all the effects on the health of people all around the world from eating food grown in soil that has been sprayed with herbicides and there may be other brands that I don't know about. Like I said, I'm just learning about this stuff. Um, but something interesting that I just happened to pop onto. Well, for one thing, I wanted to know, um, is, is Monsanto, you know, funded by DARPA? Because <laughs> I, I discovered that, okay, I lost my computer there. I discovered that not only did they get into uh, gene modification in, you know, GMO crops, they were the first one to do that in 1987, as well as the 1970 Roundup. Um, but later, they were part of the Manhattan Project. Their part was actually called the Dayton Project. But there was still part of the Manhattan Project that built the first atomic bomb, which was, you know, more chemical stuff. And then later, they were part of building the first nuclear weapons. So I started thinking, okay, this, this company's doing a lot of bad things. They must be working for the government. <laughs> and so today I... I found an article I'm going to read you in just a minute. But before I, well, no, I'm going to go ahead and read you this article and then I'll tell you the other bad things that Monsanto has done. So I, I typed in uh, Monsanto and DARPA into the Google search box and I came up with this article. It says CSU, which is a, I guess it's a college, Biotech company partnering on RNA-based method for weed control. Well, here's the interesting thing. It says that for generations, farmers have relied on the spraying of herbicides to prevent invasive plants and weeds from choking their soybean, corn, and wheat crops, which all three of those are not good for you. But over the last several years, because all three of those are GMO 
crops. So really you should not be eating soybeans, corn, or wheat unless you know that they're not genetically modified. Because guess who genetically modified them? Monsanto. And that, that's why so many people are allergic to them, because our bodies were not meant to eat these modified products. But anyway, it, continuing on, over the last several years, this tried and true system has been faltering. Weeds are quickly evolving resistance to even the most advanced herbicides, including glyphosate, better known as Roundup, which was first introduced to farmers in the 1970s by agrochemical giant Monsanto. Herbicide-resistant weeds have brought farmers to their knees, desperate for solutions for protecting their crops. So, remember what I said at the beginning? Make your money now and deal with the fallout later. That is the Monsanto business model. So, now we are seeing herbicide-resistant weeds bringing farmers to their knees. They're desperate for solutions. So now what are they going to do? They're going to use RNA science. More science. So uh, this professor who is an expert in molecular and genetics um, is studying the most highly evolved superweeds with the goal of helping farmers target these foes with new genetically precise methods. So let's throw some more unknown science at the weeds. And who knows what's going to happen next? They're going to kill us all. So what it says here is their goal is to optimize a delivery system in the form of a nano-based, nanoparticle-based shelf-stable spray. Okay, so they're going to spray nanoparticles into the crops and the air and it says if they're successful this technology would give farmers a non-genetically modified environmentally conscious tool to control weeds <laughs> non-genetically modified that doesn't seem right because it says their method uses molecular tools called antisense oligonucleotides which are which are next gen single-stranded nucleic acid molecules to infiltrate the cells of weed plants and target single strands of RNA. Okay, <laughs> I'm like just about to have a heart attack because I'm just thinking about this book that I read a few months ago, a month ago called The Death of Grass. And in that story, what happened was the all the crops died because basically they treated them with something like this thing they're uh, describing here in this article. <laughs> and because of that, like the whole world was like starving to death and, you know, it was a dystopian novel. It wasn't a true story. It's, uh, but reading this article, I can definitely see that becoming a true story. So, continuing down, remember I had the question of, does Monsanto uh, work for DARPA? And it says, DARPA funding. That's the headline, or the uh, heading of the next paragraph. And it says, Gaines and collaborator uh, Vinu Aishwar 
Yah, founder and CEO of AUM Life Tech, are funded by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, that's DARPA, for two years in which they will prove out the fundamental technology and test a delivery system. So, I don't know about y'all, but that's pretty terrifying. So what should we be doing? We should be buying seeds that have not been genetically modified and growing our own food because these people are going to destroy the whole agricultural system eventually. Eventually. You know, we don't know how long it's going to take. It could be like in that story, that book that I read, The Death of Grass. It could be like, a, it took them like a year. And first they had, a, what they had was a virus that attacked the plants. And so they decided to um, use some technology like this RNA thing to kill the virus in the plants. But instead, they killed all the plants. And it spread all over the world until there was no food. And people were killing each other. And it was a very like disturbingly realistic book. I, I suggest you read it, but not if you're depressed or something. So anyway, let me uh, take a drink of water here and I will take a break to listen to the commercial. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Okay, now let's get back to some of the other, list, listing the other things that Monsanto has done. Well, not only did they manufacture and sell DDT, an insecticide used to kill mosquitoes, uh, for 28 years that was eventually banned in the United States due to its harmful environmental impacts, but they also produced PCBs, uh, which is which were banned by Congress, and they produced those for, for quite a while. So PCBs are actually, even though they were banned, they still exist because they were used in different, like, buildings and stuff and like electron electric transformers and things so people are actually still being harmed by PCBs so agent orange PCB yeah oh agent orange did I say that yet yes Monsanto was a producer of agent orange for the United States Armed Forces operations in Vietnam I'm, I'm reading some of this off of the Wikipedia Monsanto article um, of which of my my own uncle recently, about five years ago, I think, died from cancer, and he had been exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam. And I think he got some kind of a settlement, but he still died young. Um, 
And then 1968, they beca became the first company to start mass production of LEDs, LED lights, using gallium, gallium arsenide phosphide. Um, now these were for calculators, watches, and clocks. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe those are going to turn out to cause cancer too. Um, it doesn't say in the article. Um, then, then they decided they were going to get in the genetic modification business. So in 1980 to 1989, they started doing things like um, testing genetically modified crops, and they became increasingly involved in agricultural biotechnology. Um, their CEO in 1983 was Richard Mahoney, and he was working with Robert Shapiro. And I don't, haven't looked them up, but they're probably bad guys. So then in 1985, they acquired G.D. Searle and Company, a life sciences company that focused on pharmaceuticals, agricultural, agriculture, and animal health. So in case you didn't know, COVID is a virus that comes from animals. And Bill Gates and his fans and friends and investors are all working on anti, you know, on vaccines for viruses that come from animals and stuff. So we can see here that going back to 1985, they were already combining the three things, animal health, pharmaceuticals, and agriculture, which, you know, most likely is uh, planned. But anyway, uh, in 1980, 1998, they invented Celebrex, which actually, I have to say, Celebrex um, is a pretty good drug, but it seems like there, there were some problems with it as well. Uh, my husband actually took it for a while for his knee pain, but I know there was some kind of a problem with Celebrex, and it quit being widely prescribed. But you can still get it, so I guess it wasn't banned. And, you know, we may regret taking it later. It may turn out to uh, cause insanity or something. Um, because remember, what I'm talking about now is these things that were created by science with unknown long-term effects that were supposed to help the world and advance, you know, advance science and make the world healthier, grow more food and do all these kind of things which have actually led to what we have now which is called um, agribusiness and the climate action part of the climate problem is agribusiness that these these big companies with their with their Monsanto and all that other stuff they are doing uh, they're raising crops in such a way that they're they're actually hurting the environment. So these Monsanto products and other herbicides, they didn't save the world. They actually caused other problems. And that's why everyone is like saying, oh, well, we need to get rid of big food. Well, it's going to be hard to get rid of big food because 
all of us are dependent on big food. Um, you know, thankfully, we do have some farmers in America. You know, if nothing else, we can eat the rice from the Texas rice farmers, right? And we have cows. I, I like I like beef and rice. It's very tasty. So, in 1990 to 1999, they started coming up with more stuff. So, they moved into the seed market, and they began... Um, basically ruining all of our seeds and modifying them and stuff. Uh, let's see what let's see what else they had. They had a some some kind of a drug that they were given to pigs or is that cows? Um oh, they purchased Agrocetus, the biotech company that had generated the first transgenic cotton, soybeans, peanuts, and other crops, and from which Monsanto had been licensing technology since 1991. So, how about some of those transgenic peanuts? Mmm. So, in 1997, they divested Solucia, um, because, uh, which was a company that was just created to carry off the responsibility for Monsanto's evil PCBs and associated liabilities. Then, um, let's see, they merged with Pharmacia and Upjohn in a deal for $27 billion. Oh, they sold off NutraSuite in 1999, which we all know NutraSuite is bad for you, which is... Uh, what do they call that stuff? Um, it's that other artificial sweetener that no one should eat. Uh, there's eat something, just eat sugar. And then after that, they spun off their agrotech, um, agrobiotech subsidiary into a new company focused on four key crops: soybeans, maize, wheat, and cotton. And um, the new Monsanto continued to be a party to numerous lawsuits over the old Monsanto. And Pharmacia was bought by Pfizer in 2003. You see how these evil companies are just all like part of one evil monster? And it just keeps going on and on. I'm not going to read this whole this whole uh, crop, but I did want to explain a little bit more about the PCBs because PCBs, I think we've, we've all probably heard that term, but we're like, well, what's a PCB? Well, PCBs are chemicals. They're highly carcinogenic chemical compounds formerly used in industrial and consumer products whose production was banned in 1979 in the U.S. and internationally. They are organic chlorine compounds that were once widely used in carbonless copy paper as heat transfer fluids, as dielectric and coolant fluids for electrical equipment. Because of their longevity, PCBs are still widely in use, even though their manufacture has declined since the 60s, when the problems were identified. 
with the discovery of their toxicity, their production was banned. Um, the International Agency for Research on Cancer rendered PCBs as definite carcinogens in humans and also can cause cancer in animals. And um, also the EPA says this. So many rivers, buildings, schools, parks, and other sites are contaminated with PCBs and there has been contamination of food supplies as well. So what does it, what does it do to us? Well, here's the thing. What are we seeing in our world right now? We are seeing major sexual and gender dysfunctions in, the, in people, you know, not knowing what sex they are, feeling like they're the wrong sex, wanting to change their sex, and as well as all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Plus, we're also seeing um, infertility problems and women with lots of hormonal imbalances and little girls starting their periods as young as like seven and uh, boys being very effeminate and I mean just all kinds of crazy stuff right well you know if you're into health like I am and nutrition then you know the importance of you know protecting your health from toxic chemicals well, the, you can't really do that when it's in the very food you eat, including fruits and vegetables. It's in, it's in the water. It's in the air. It's everywhere. It's even in buildings. And, you know, there's not a sign on it saying, oh, by the way, this building you're in is toxic. So one of the things that this article says they do is they cause endocrine disruption which includes blocking the thyroid and I read some other articles about causing hormone, you know, sex hormone uh, dysfunction. And it can also cause neurotoxicity, which we know that neuro means your brain. So how many people do we know that have mental problems? A whole bunch. So we can see that the PCBs that were sold, um, you know, I don't know, there, there's probably other companies that sold them, but we know that Monsanto was into PCBs way back when they first started, like very early. So I just feel like this Monsanto was just like, did not care about people at all, was just willing to, you know, oh, this looks good. I mean, did they not do any research? Did, did they just, did they have mad, mad scientists on their board? I don't know. But we need, you know, I'm going to wrap this up. But one of the things that we need to do is apply this to the future. Should we trust the people that are doing this same exact thing? They are experimenting like they're fixing to do with that, uh, weed thing with the RNA weed thing. Uh, let me see, I can give you that website. It's called newsmediarelations.colostate.edu and the article was from March 8, 2022. And so it says, CSU Biotech Company partnering on RNA-based method for weed control. 
So, you know, hopefully they won't, they won't succeed and they won't put that stuff out there and kill all the grass and we won't all die of starvation. But eventually, I mean, you know, it's back to the microorganisms. Uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know who really aren't into like supplements and stuff and don't know much about the immune system is that the, the, the bio, what do they call it? The, your gut is full of bacteria, good bacteria. It can be taken over by bad bacteria, but it's just like the soil in the ground um, that makes plants grow. We need the good bacteria in our gut not just for um, digestion, but for mental health. So that is why it's so important. If you have to take antibiotics for some unlucky reason, which many of us did when we got COVID, some of us had pneumonia and we, we had to take, or some people, their immune systems are shot and they get a lot of infections, so they have to take all these antibiotics. You need to replace your, your gut bacteria with a good probiotic and prebiotic. And, you know, it, it can be hard to do once, once the right stuff is killed off. But if you're fairly healthy, you know, and you just had to take an antibiotic, you know, like one week or whatever, two weeks, just taking, you know, probiotics for a couple weeks. Honestly, I suggest that you take one every day and unless you eat super healthy, all organic. And that's another point I wanted to make is I used to think that organic food was a scam, but the more I know about this, these genetically modified crops and seeds and the herbicides that are destroying the soil, the more I'm gonna try to buy as many organic uh, produce items as I can because, and grow my own. And if you, maybe you're a farmer and maybe you're using herbicides and, you know, even Monsanto Roundup on your field, I urge you to look, you know, to do your research and see what this stuff is doing to our environment and your own health. If you have health problems, it could be from the Roundup. And... Um, it could be getting into the groundwater I mean, and destroying all the, the microorganisms in the soil. You know, we, we really have to take the lead in protecting our own health because the government's obviously not going to do it for us. The government is the one funding these scientists. So anyway, I'm thankful for the rain. I'm thankful for the microorganisms that God made, and I'm thankful that our bodies are made so well that we can bounce back from this kind of meddling in the biome, the genetic biome. But for how long, I don't know. And, and there are still, there are consequences to our health. And you know, we don't feel good when our bodies are not working well. We don't have energy, we don't think clearly. And it's even affecting our children and they're confused and, you know, babies are born with birth defects and, and all kinds of things that are probably related to these toxins and many more that have not yet been um, banned. <laughs> so 
I just be careful with things like energy drinks and you know I, I just really urge everyone to be proactive and be your own doctor I mean if you, you know go to the doctor if you like that but also do your own research so that you know what you are taking what the possible risks are and really dig in Google and see have other people written about things that your doctor didn't tell you about and decide if you want to take that risk so that's all of our uh, podcasts for the day and I just want to say thank you all so much for listening to Blue Skies and Green Pastures and you know if you have any suggestions for me email them to me at pkadams at industryinet.com or if you know me tell me in person if you have a topic you'd like me to research and talk about or if you want to come on the show with me and we can have a conversation I would love to have you as a guest on my show so have a great Labor Day weekend and don't do too much labor <laughs> but just have have a good time and God bless you all <laughs>